Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Bull. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Dirt Radio. Sorry, a little technical difficulty there. Um, my name's Phil Evans and you're on 3CR. This is Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth Radio. Today we're going to have a little bit of a chat about the state budget and joining me in the studio is Lee Eubank, who is the Act on Climate campaigner at Friends of the Earth. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Phil. Great to be here. Nice one. So... I know we were just having a discussion earlier and you told me this is your first state budget lockdown. So can you explain to our listeners what is the deal when the budget is launched? I know that uh, it's all a very secretive deal and everything comes out (laughs) simultaneously. I've seen it on for the federal budget. What's it like for a state budget launch? Yeah, it is a fascinating process. So um, after many years of Cam Walker doing the lockup, it was my turn to to enter enter the lion's den and have a look and just see how it all unfolds. And basically, you you arrive at a, a hotel ballroom. You know there are suit. It's a suit and tie event. Ooh. People are people are very very um, schmick in their appearance. And upon entry, you need to hand in your phone because this is like a total total lockdown. Like no information is allowed to leave the room until the embargo <clears throat> is lifted on the on the budget. Wow, it sounds so, like a millennial nightmare. Surrendering your phone? <laughs> I did have phone anxiety. I'm not going to lie. You know, you know me, I like to fire off a couple of tweets throughout the day. Um, and yeah, you basically enter this ballroom. Um, there's a presentation from, you know, the Minister for Finance. Um, and then they pull out these, you know, like phone book um, you know, type documents wrapped in plastic, and that is the budget. So you've got, you know, an hour and a bit to to tear through it and do some analysis and figure out what it means for for the environment or you know for the union movement. They'll be looking closely at education and healthcare and and infrastructure. Sure. And what sort of people go into these lockdowns? Excellent question. Um, yeah, typically it's key stakeholders. Um, so friends of the earth are among among that group. Um, but we've also got you know some good comrades from the union movement. Um, you know reps from Trades Hall, RTBU, the um, Education Union, so on and so forth. Um, but you know we're also in the same room with um, you know the the masters Bu- master builders association and the business council and so on and so forth. So. You know, they're, they're, there's a diverse crowd in the room. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone's far too uh, engrossed in the documents to uh, to start any kind of uh, little side fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So this budget um, was uh, a key one, um, as you saw it from the Act on Climate Campaign's perspective. Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what was in the budget for the environment? Yeah, sure. So um, we saw in this budget... Um, the third budget from the Daniel Andrews government, um, a spend on environment of around seven hundred and ninety-eight million dollars, and of that nine of that 
you know, almost $800 allocation towards environment, we had only $25 million allocated towards meeting state emissions reduction targets. Um, You know, it's really not enough. I mean, a set of traffic lights can sometimes cost $25 million. You know, it's really um, quite, quite modest. Um, and, you know, using some generous accounting and incorporating renewable energy spending, um, green building spending, so on and so forth, that figure jumps to around $155 million. Um, but, you know, it was only a few years ago that the Labor Prime Minister said climate change is the great moral challenge of our time. Um, you know, $155 million um, on climate expenditure is not enough especially when you compare it to, you know, the $2 billion that is being invested in roads. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a drop in the ocean. Um, I mean, $25 million is a lot of money to me and to everyone listening, but... Especially if you're on a faux wage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... Really, like, uh, did it come a bit of a shock, um, considering that the the Andrews government have kind of been fairly good in terms of the uh, the policies that being doing? We've seen the um, permanent ban on fracking, the renewable energy target of forty percent by twenty twenty five. Did this come of a bit of a shock that there was such a low spend? Um, look, I'm. It, it didn't really. Um, you know, the Daniel Andrews government they have shown leadership on climate change so far. Um, you know, earlier this year, you know, the Act on Climate campaign um, played a, a pretty key role in helping the um, amendments to the Climate Change Act um, get through the Parliament. So, you know, that's the Andrews government's legacy is strengthening the climate laws in the state. Um, this year, they've banned fracking um, and coal seam gas on onshore gas across the state, and they've committed to a Victorian renewable energy target, which is very ambitious. Um, but, you know, all of that is really good and well, and we applaud them for that. But, you know, the time has come to put your money where your mouth is. And, you know, with the federal government completely failing um, the community when it comes to climate action, we do need Daniel Andrews, um, the Premier, to show more leadership. And we believe that, you know, the budget is a place where, where we, we should be seeing action on climate change. Yeah, sure. Um, just to touch on where you're going on the on the federal uh, side of things, the federal budget is coming up soon. Is there any kind of expectations um, for any great climate mitigation or adaptation kind of policies coming out of that? Yeah, look, um, I think, you know, Friends of the Earth's analysis is that this federal government is not one that will ever deliver on climate change. Um, you know, it was only a few months ago they were brandishing, you know, lumps of coal on the floor of the Australian Parliament, mm. um, which is just a great, uh, it's a distraction, it's an affront to all the communities that are working really hard on this issue. Um, so yeah, there's we don't have any great expectation that the Turnbull government will deliver anything, um, you know, it, anything but tokenism. Mm. And, and that kind of is uh, reflected, uh, they've just uh, conducted a climate review, um, and I know that um, Act on Climate had been encouraging submissions on that. Do you want to tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, you know, once again, this is a government that has a very, very poor track record on climate. Um, you know, I think the first act of um, Prime Minister Tony Abbott's uh, tenure uh, was to to kill off the Climate Commission, which, um, you know, managed to be crowdsourced and, and adapt into the Climate Council. Um 
But yeah, the track record is one of failure on climate change. And yeah, it was. I think it was that brandishing of coal on the floor of the parliament. You know, the the minister who is meant to be, you know, uh, advancing action on this issue, Josh Frydenberg, holding a lump of coal. It's like, mate, we will take your climate policy review seriously when you demonstrate that you're taking climate seriously or even the parliament i mean really like you know like these sorts of like childish stunts like you know coming in and brandishing props and things like yeah. that not yeah. only against like you know the rules of parliament but you know just cheap media stunts really so yeah that's right yeah i mean how are you supposed to take this government seriously <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely and you know that's exactly what we did we took that angle to our um our our base um we invited people who were fr- who are frustrated with the um the Turnbull government and their track record to kind of send an almost like an anti-submission to the review. Um, and yeah, we just listed the 15 um, attacks or, you know, the 15 um, steps that the federal government have taken to, to apply the handbrake or undermine climate action. And we said, look, you know, we are, we are dissatisfied. We've lost our patience. We'll take your reviews seriously when you commit to stopping Adani when you stop attacking state renewable energy targets and climate initiatives, um, if you respect state uh, moratoria and bans on onshore gas, and um, I forget the fourth point, but it was... Um, <laughs> oh, no, just oh, we're going to get joking. you on that one. <laughs> that, that, that if, if you accept that, um, that coal, you know, it's time for coal to end, it's not good for humanity, come mm. on. And, and on coal, uh, the state government are currently uh, reviewing the, their coal policy at the moment, and... Um, Friends of the Earth had a bit of our expectation around that. Can you talk us through what the coal policy is about? Yes. Um, so, you know, the Daniel Andrews government, um, they are um, preparing a coal policy. And this is kind of setting out, you know, what what the, uh, what the type of support or, you know, what's the future of the industry? Um, you know, should the government have any uh, role in, in providing public investment for that sector? Mm. Um, you know, it's unclear whether... It will be a wholly good outcome from an environmental perspective, um, but we do need to see the government, um, you know, ramping up when it comes to transitioning coal communities and coal workers. Um, there's going to have to be a heavy lift done on economic diversification for places, you know, like the Latrobe Valley, um, but also from an environmental point of view. You know, we believe it's time for the government to come out with a clear statement that the era uh, of coal is over. Um, We should have a commitment um, around no new coal mines or power plants. Um, There should be a commitment for no public funds for, you know, the the mythic um, carbon capture and storage and all of these unusual clean clean coal technologies we've been promised. and, you know, also, I mean, what about coal lobbyists? You know, mm. is it time that we, we show them the door? You know, you don't have, um, you know, cigarette advertisements um, on TV anymore. You know, the times have changed and I think it's probably time for them to think, do we want coal and fossil fuel lobbyists um, stalking the halls of parliament and influencing public policy? Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of feels like the government is lagging behind the market here. Um, We see uh, energy providers starting to make long-term commitments. I mean, obviously not fast enough Mm. um, to see the the real action on climate that we need. 
But the government seems to be just left without, well, the emperor with no clothes. I mean, they're, they're just really not showing any leadership on this issue. And it's strange that the market, we're seeing banks ruling out uh, mm. funding uh, new coal projects and new coal basins. Um, we're seeing those energy providers say that they want to get out of the coal industry. I mean, it really does feel like they're lagging behind. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, we saw it earlier this year, the um, Environmental Protection Agency um, of Victoria, they actually approved a um, an extension to an existing coal power plant. So that that will see, if it, if it goes ahead, that will see a coal power plant in the valley um, install new, more efficient turbines. And that means more coal will be burned for longer. That's a, actually a very poor outcome. Um, so, you know, the coal policy is a place where the Daniel Andrews government can start to to rein in and tweak um, some of the, you know, some of the laws and parameters that you know the EPA are working with. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit bizarre that you know when we're facing such a dramatic situation with climate change, um, and you know we're seeing the impacts around the country. Mm. You know, extreme bleaching um, of the Great Barrier Reef. Um, you know, we've got deluges in the city. Um, you know, bizarre storms in South Australia knocking out the power. Um, yeah, now is not the time to be mucking about. Um, you know, we need we need action. We need the government to really step it up. Yeah, well, that's it. And um, around those sort of uh, uh, natural disasters that have been happening around Victoria and around the country, I mean, did we see anything in the budget that kind of allocated uh, disaster emergency funds or anything like that? Well, this is a, this is actually the second um, kind of part of the Act on Climate campaign. So the first is, you know, if this government, um, you know, is serious about showing leadership on climate, like they have in a legislative way, um, they will invest in climate action. Um, but secondly, we do need to see a greater level of transparency around expenditure in the budget. Mm. Um, you know, at the moment, um, you know, we don't have a clear picture of how much um, the budget is investing in preventing climate change from getting worse, um, how much is being invested in um, helping communities adapt to the impacts that are now unfortunately locked in. Mm. Um, and then lastly, how much are they putting aside for those disasters? You know, the Black Sat days, you know, the, the 2011 flood in Western Victoria that I think it was like a 58 kilometre wide area that mm. was um, underwater. So, yeah, we do need to see the government getting a grip of this. Um, and I think, it, you know, only, only on Friday um, up in Ballarat, um, where I attended the Regional Press Council's um, post-budget briefing with um, Minister Jala Pulford. Um, you know, I put that to the minister. Do you, know, do you think it is about time for the government to get a grip of this? Because if you can't track it, you know, we're not going to be able to act as effectively. And, yeah, we got a really encouraging response. And, um, you know, the minister was saying, oh, you know, that's that's awesome. We've got, um, you know, in the... in um, the Gippsland, we've got researchers that are investigating how to do this on climate and that, but at the moment, it isn't really packaged up in a comprehensive way. Yes, yeah, sure. So we're listening to Lee Eubank uh, on Dirt Radio today, talking about the Victorian state budget. Uh, we're going to go listen to a couple of community service announcements, and then we'll be back to talk more about the Vic state budget, where we want to go, and Friends of the Earth's Act on Climate campaign. Hi, my name's Sarah. I love coming here because they offer vegan food. Hi, my name's Paul. I've 
is my first time at Friends of the Earth. I think it's really awesome and the food's great, really healthy and nutritious. La, 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 Friends of the Earth Food Co-op, 312 Smith Street, Collingwood. A tuneful experience. A 3CR supporter. We're talking about ecological thinning and subsidised longing, but we basically mean the same things, don't we, here? Wherever there are chemical corporations around the world, they're constantly trying to chip away at regulations. Earth Matters, bringing you environmental and social justice stories, from developments in government and industry to the campaigns and communities that are standing up to them. Earth Matters plays at 11am Sunday and 6.30am Wednesday. Turn your dial to 855am or listen online at 3cr.org.au. While the headlines have subsided, the nuclear power plant is still not under control, with the spent fuel rods removed from only one out of four reactors. Law needs to change so that uh, our rights can be recognised, so that decisions in relation to the use and exploitation of our lands is ours. You're listening to 3CR. This is Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth's radio show where we get down and dirty with activists and talk about what's going on around Melbourne, the country and the world. If you're not a subscriber to 3CR, I think it's one of the wisest thing you do. I went to a gig the other day that was a fundraiser at the Northcote Hotel. It was fantastic. It was really great to get out amongst the 3CR community on a Sunday afternoon. And I got in cheaper because I am a subscriber. Not only does it mean I get into cheap gigs, but it also means I get a say in how the radio is run. So our subscription rates are $70 waged, $35 pension and concession, and $130 for solidarity or organisations. And you can subscribe right now on 03-9419-8377. Please do it. It is a wise decision and helps keep shows like this and diverse voices on the radio. We're talking to Act on Climate's Lee Eubank. We've just been talking about the Victorian state budget and um, what we saw in it and the rather disappointing allocations towards uh, climate, although there's starting to be a bit of an upward trend about it. And I was wondering, Lee, uh, is there kind of a vision for what you see for next year's budget? Yeah, sure. I mean, this this vision is still taking shape. Um, We do know um, Victoria has never had a climate change budget before. So, you know, the agenda, the objective of the Act on Climate um, collective, Friends of the Earth collective over the next year will be can we, um, can we get the Andrews government to make climate change a key pillar of next year's um, state budget um, and also um, you know it, it's, it's as I said before this is a government that have shown leadership on climate change so far um, but now it's time to invest in climate change action Mm. And what sort of uh, what sort of investments do you think that that means? I know that uh, the Act on Climate uh, Collective have been out and about in uh, Northcote and also up around Ararat and mm. Maryborough. Yep. Um, what sort of things are people talking about out there? Yeah. So we're kicking off community conversations on this about you know what what vision do people have for the budget, um, and what do people what do different communities need to prevent climate from getting worse and to protect their regions from the impacts that are locked in. So, you know, even preliminary conversations that we've had so far, um, you know, some people are talking about, well, you know, can we put solar power on the library? Um, 
you know, do we need a community a community owned bus so that in an extreme weather event there is a way for assisting you know the people that are most exposed the you know the elderly disabled people that live out of town without mobility um so yeah we're seeing this kind of diverse mix of things come up um but also in the lead up to the budget you know just having conversations with some allies in the union movement um the rtbu so the the rail tram bus union um you know we were kind of discussing with them there, there are documented occurrences where tram lines have been, um, you know, immobilised because of flooding, um, train subways, you know, we've had train stations shut down, most recently Blackburn and um, ben, uh, Burnley mm. because of flooding and inundation. And we've also got um, speed restrictions on V-lines and um, often metro trains are cancelled in heatwave events because the tracks buckle and it's not as safe to actually use the trains on them. So, you know, we were talking about, you know, what, what, what would it look like for the government to invest in climate proofing that essential infrastructure? Mm, sure. And this is a kind of a, a unique approach to climate change. We're not talking about science. We're not talking about uh, like these huge amorphous policies that mm. no one really understands. This is really a different approach, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. This is about putting the community at the heart of climate policymaking. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of policy being formulated up in Canberra or, you know, in the Qantas club lounge. Um, you know, this is the time to to go out and speak to people on the ground in community, um, act on climate. You know, we were out in Gippsland on Saturday, um, a few weeks before that, out in Stall and Ararat. We've been up to Donald, Wedderburn. Um, we're getting out and about. And, you know, there is a diversity of, of views around what it looks like, but that's simply due to the nature of climate change. Mm. Um you know, the impacts on a place like Northcote and Thornbury, it will be heat waves, it will be, um, you know, really strong, intense deluges. But out in Donald, it might be that the wheat crop has failed or that, you know, the, they, they're losing too much water and they need um, to modernise the irrigation infrastructure. So, you know, the, the, the actual community need is very different. Mm, absolutely. Um, and it's great to hear that that kind of approach where we're actually like putting voices out there that haven't been heard around climate change. It's a, a refreshing way of talking about the issue. Yeah, that's right. And one thing I've never heard anyone in community anywhere say, I know what we need. We need an EIS. <laughs> it's so true. Um before working on the Act on Climate campaign, you're part of the Yes to Renewables uh, collective, um, which is now under the fantastic stewardship of the wonderful Pat Simons. Um, but uh, that VRET isn't still complete, is it? That renewable energy target. There's still one more hurdle to jump before we get that really locked in. Mm, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so a bit of an update. So obviously, um, you know, down at Friends of the Earth HQ on Smith Street, I work very closely with Pat Simons. Um, so a bit of a bit of an update from Yes to Renewables. Uh, we do have the legislation um, to enshrine the target um, of forty percent renewables by twenty twenty five um, coming up. It should be in the in the Parliament in the coming weeks. And there are kind of two dynamics that we're working with. Um, firstly, uh, the Matthew Guy opposition is you know ramping up its scare campaign around renewable energy 
Um, we've had a few community members tip, of, tip us off that there is this kind of statewide survey around um, you know energy prices and the closure of Hazelwood and they're trying to kind of you know paint the impression that renewables are going to be really bad for power prices when in fact more renewable energy will mean a slower rate of increase um, of power prices um, and secondly to get any legislation through the upper house of the parliament in Victoria we need the magic 21 votes so you know, over the next few weeks, the Yes to Renewables Collective um, will be asking people for for help on that front. You know, we've had really constructive conversations with James Purcell um, and also Fiona Patton of the Sex Party. Um, you know, they did vote for strengthening the Climate Act, so that bodes well for, for where they'll vote um, on the VRET. Um, but nonetheless, you know, we don't rest on our laurels at Friends of the Earth, so we will be asking people to, to help us out and, um, and bring the V-Red home. Yeah, and that'll be a fantastic party after that one, I imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. So if people want to get involved with um, the Act on Climate campaign and really like start to get that uh, community at the heart of climate policy, what's one way they can get involved with the campaign? Yeah, sure. Um, so tomorrow night, actually, um, the Act on Climate Collective will be holding a campaign info night with um, a bit of a bit of a dinner as well. So we'll probably have some um, some snacks and maybe a, a big batch of curry to share around. Um, so down on friends at the Friends of the Earth Food Co-op and Cafe, um, three twelve Smith Street in Collingwood, we'll be kicking off at six pm. Um, no prior knowledge is needed; just a passion for action and activism. Um, and yeah, we'll be kind of detailing the past and the present and where we want to go um, when it comes to the Act on Climate campaign. Sure. And just to remind listeners, um, Friends of the Earth is an anti-hierarchical organisation, which means there's no bosses and leaders, while there are people who are coordinating. Um, we also operate on consensus decision making, which means everyone gets a say. So it really is an inclusive space and all people are welcome, like uh, Lee says, of all experiences. So get on down there tomorrow night to that info night. Also coming up on May 18 is the uh, the launch of another new uh, Friends of the Earth collective. Uh, that one's going to be around forests. So our good friends at Gecko, the Goongara Environment Centre, um, and also watch the wildlife of the Central Highland uh, coming together with Friends of the Earth and looking at how we can look at uh, uh, forest action within the city, which is an exciting uh, kind of a phoenix rising from the ashes. The Friends of the Earth forest campaigns have a long and um, proud history. Uh, just the other week, we were um, out on a breakfast and a walk around uh, Collingwood and we heard from uh, a fantastic veteran campaigner, Anthony Amos, about the $50,000 driveway and some of the amazing radical actions that happened in the 90s around forest campaigning. So I imagine on May 18 at 6 o'clock, if you head on down to Friends of the Earth, there'll be stories like that and also visions for the future and the way that people can get involved with forest campaigning in the city. Um, one other little announcement um, on the Friends of the Earth front is that we are hiring. Ding, 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 ding. Get out your CVs. Get out your cover letters. Jump onto um, ethicaljobs.com.au if you search for Friends of the Earth at the moment. You'll find a sustainable cities campaigner role, which is really exciting. Um, basically, if you've got a passion for public transport, if you care about the way that our city looks, and if you think that people power works, then... We advise that you jump on there, have a look at the uh, the, the position 
description and uh, jump in and, and apply. Um, we really encourage people of all sorts of experiences to apply. Um, Friends of the Earth is an equal opportunity employer as well. So get in, have a look and think about getting onto that one. Um, thanks for joining us, Lee, and uh, having the chat about Act on Climate and letting us know what's all about the state budget. My pleasure, Phil. Always, always excellent to drop by Dirt Radio. <laughs> thanks. So I know also on Saturday uh, you have, uh, on a personal note, uh, one of your uh, bands, Lee's a bit of a punk rocker for those who don't <laughs> who don't know him, um, uh, having a bit of a reform and playing a gig at the Toad. Do you want to give that one a quick plug? Oh, why not? Um, yeah, look, you know, rise. you're talking about um, Phoenix rising from the ashes. So this is the, the drunken Phoenix running, <laughs> rising from the ashes. Um, so Dam Tehran, um, bit of a, a Melbourne post-punk, trio um between like 2010 and 2015 um yeah we are doing a a little bit of a sneaky uh reformation show at the tote so this saturday night at the tote upstairs uh, we've got hextep playing with us we've got chelsea bleach um and some other great artists so come along and support live melbourne music 